Yo, Aaron, do you like my Star Wars coffee mug? I love you. And then this is, I know. Hey, we're going to talk a little Star Wars. We're also going to talk about the Sly documentary on Netflix. That's coming up right now. Aaron Virola from the Fanboy Garage Podcast. Let's chat. Everybody, come on, let's get down. Get down. Thank you to my good friend Freak Bass for the music. And me and Freak Bass and Bob Seska, the great Bob Seska, will be doing a show next week where we're going to recap 2023. But today on the Friends from Work Let's Chat podcast, I'm your host, Rick Shu. Just me today, no Courtney Cheek, no Brian Chatlin. But I'm joined by a very dear friend of mine who shit i didn't see you this year did i no you did not but that's not that's okay we saw each other last year when i was in new york but you haven't been to texas well you do come to texas and you just don't even tell me and you just like (laughs) i got family stuff it's what no it was work related work work related stuff oh that's right were you you were in austin right i was in austin yeah what do you think of austin texas um i like i like austin I, i you know i was i was in austin uh before the pandemic and um it's definitely different um there's a lot more people in austin than than there were um when i was there so it seems like a lot of folks have are moving or have moved uh mm-hmm. to the austin area and it sounds like a lot of locals are just not really happy about that and i can uh i can appreciate that they, you know they have this war cry there you know keep austin weird and yeah. i think the origin of that if i had to guess because i was i was spending a lot of time in austin my whole adult life um, hook them horns. We're gonna be Big Twelve champs on twenty four hours from now. But anyway, um, Texans. is that <laughs> is that the uh, you know Austin was in the late nineties. They had the dot com boom, right? And Dell moved to Austin. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, people were there that took showers and didn't have dreadlocks and you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's like keep Austin weird, and it's funny because it has stuck and it still is. Uh, it still resonates to this day and it is still at heart, still kind of a, you know, granola hippie town. It just, Mm -hmm. it just is, it's changed with everything else. But if you, you spend time in Houston because your brother's here Mm -hmm. uh, and his family, it's very different from Houston. It is very different. And it always will be. And that's just it. As much as Dallas and Houston change Austin or as much as Austin changes, the other cities around it change with it and so proportionally it's just as fucking different as it's always been yeah i mean that's like any any city in new york like you know new york city is new york city and you're gonna get everything that you'd expect in there and more um but when you come when you step outside of new york um you go to another another town or another sort of city center it's it's not gonna feel the same um and and, i mean it it you know, it just everything pales in comparison to New York. Unfortunately, it's just the way it is. So my daughters, my uh, daughters went to New York just for the first time with some family recently, and I was not with them, but um, and they loved it. Now, everything they did was like you know Times Square. Yeah, it's all tourist stuff. Y- yeah, but to be fair, you know Times Square is still you know still Broadway. I mean, you're going to see a show, you're going to see a show. Um. But they, you know, they did Central Park and they did a museum district and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. this next year, 2024, 
Jen and I want to take her daughter and then my two and take them back to New York. Right. You, you've met Jen and Sailor. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But take the whole crew. And I want to take them. Obviously, we'll see a show on Broadway. I want to see Back to the Future. And I really want to see that Danny DeVito show. That's still, that's still going. Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> but I want to take them to Brooklyn. I want to take them to Hoboken. I want to yeah, take, take them to the boroughs. Yeah, dude. I want to take them to Long Island. I want to take them. I want to get them out of, you know, not just pockets of Manhattan they didn't see. Let's see what's around. And I don't mean just over the bridge. I mean, in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, because that's a, you get into the heart of Brooklyn, man. That's a whole different world over there. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of like an Austin, if you, if you will. There's a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff going on over in Brooklyn, Ooh. even, in, even in Queens, you know, Queens is super diverse. Um, you know, it is the epitome of a melting pot um, when it comes to food and and just different pockets and and neighborhoods and things like that. Like, you know, in um, in New York, you've got your Chinatown and your Little Italy and things like that. But but in Queens, you know, Corona um, is a neighborhood of a, of a, in itself, and it's split by you know you know multi um, lingual and diverse sort of groups of people. You can go to Flushing and. You know, you can on one in one part of Flushing, you can get really good Korean barbecue, and on another side of the street, you can get amazing hot pot and and you know traditional Chinese food. So, um, New York, New York is amazing is an amazing place like that um, where you can, I mean, literally not leave and get tour the world. It's like an Epcot center. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. It's my favorite city. By I mean, hands down, my favorite city. Speaking of New York, Sylvester Stallone's from New York. Yeah. You, I didn't know that <laughs> from from hell's from hell <laughs> from hell's kitchen. So let's frame this a little bit for our first topic here. And I I'm, I don't have any any visuals queued up. I'm a little rusty, so I don't I don't want to fuck with all that. To be honest with you, um, I'm afraid I'll just screw it up because we're we're live. At least on YouTube, we're live. But I, um, you and I are big Stallone fans. We're huge fans of the Rocky franchise. Mm-hmm. And there's Rambo. There's I mean, you know, he's had a, a colorful, crazy career. And I've always thought he's a very underrated actor and you see it in Copland and you certainly see his work. Some of his finest work as Rocky was in the the two Creed films he's in, in my opinion anyway. But, um, uh, but we're big fans and the story of his success and the story and the success and the origins of Rocky. So fascinating. And, you know, last year or earlier this year, I guess, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, um, uh, Netflix documentary was released and uh, you know, I'm not nearly the f- a fan of him like I'm Stallone, not by mm. any stretch of the imagination, but that was a f- damn fine doc. That was great. Uh, oh, it was great. It was really great. And I love that it captured his career as an athlete, as a, as a performer and as a politician, uh, mm-hmm. very well done. So we go into the, the Stallone documentary and you and I are both very hyped for it. And it's, it's kind of flat. For both yeah. right? I watched it again. I watched it. Was it yesterday? I liked it a little better the second time. Okay. And I did. I not, not. It didn't fundamentally change it. it just I enjoyed because it's not terrible, and there's some really good stuff in there. Yeah. But my issue with it remains is that it just felt like it was just on the surface. Yeah, hollow. And I wanted to him to really peel back that onion. I'm, the the most insight I got from him really was stuff about his dad yeah and that was good shit i mean that was there's no doubt about it It was really good stuff i I, I certainly like the footage of uh of uh of him and his father when his dad was dying yeah but man there's just so many missed opportunities i felt like i mean even the story of rocky felt like okay he's in hollywood he's friends with fonzie 
And like, I don't know, man, it just that I know there's something sometimes when you hear about like a rags to riches story. I'm not saying that he, he certainly was very accomplished. And that was a miraculous thing. It just seemed to take away from it a little bit. Like he was a little bit yeah. more established before that movie came out than I thought. For and, so long. Uh, because of because of Lloyds of Flatbush. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't even realize about that film. The Tarantino stuff was some of the best commentary in the. In the oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I, the, I was kind of st- struck by the fact that he got Tarantino to talk, talk, you know, about his impact to to cinema, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, he definitely deserves to to be there. But but much like you, I felt like we were just scratching the surface with his story, and and you know, in many ways, you you weren't getting. Outside of the personal stuff with his dad, you weren't really getting anything you didn't know or you didn't hear, you know, mm-hmm. through other parts of, you know, the, the 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 sort of legacy that he's he's crafting. Um, you know, the the Rocky stuff, you know, specifically the scene that he has with with Mick um, and how he channeled, you know, some of the relationships he, he you know, the relationship he has with his dad in that moment, I thought was like fascinating. And like, that's the kind of stuff I really wanted to hear more of. Mm-hmm. But. You still don't know who Sylvester Stallone really is, you know, when you come no. at the other end of it. And I thought that was um I thought that was a missed opportunity. I, I think, you know, I watched the Arnold the Arnold piece first, obviously, because it came out early in the year and it was a docuseries, so it was it was longer, right? And you know, there was there was a lot that they covered in terms of you know his investment in real estate and how he was already a millionaire before he mm-hmm. You know, before he decided to pursue acting and he had invested in himself and the bodybuilding and got into the supplement game and all of that stuff. And and there was the rag to riches part that you mentioned came through very clearly in the Arnold piece. He also talked a lot about his family and the his brother, his, his brother and his father. Yeah. And and all of that. And it was really an immigrant story that you're you're you know kind of following along on with with him um and you realize how brilliant of a of a business person he is and and a people person and he tackles some of the things that um that you know you've you've heard about in the news and the tabloids about his extramarital affairs and and all of that and the and the pain and he takes that off the chin like he took it you don't get really much of any of that in the slide piece which i thought again i was like wow you know steroid use arnold takes it Arnold talked a little bit about that, you know, the 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 uh, the pressure that Stallone and, and that era of action star was under to, you know, keep their bodies in these like unrealistic forms, you know, the epitome of the action figure, all of that stuff. Like they kind of gloss over it. They don't really talk about like what it does to your body and, you know, and like ultimately how he you know, may have been typecast and all, well, they don't really get into any of that. And I, again, I, I was, I was really disappointed and I only watched it once. I'm, I'm glad you had a second experience with it, but, uh, but for me, you know, it was disappointing. And yeah. I, I'll tell you, um, going back to Tarantino, some of the best commentary once again was from him. And I really like when he's talking about Rocky two and he said, you know, this was a sort of a, 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 a how do you phrase it? a close look, a di- dissection, I guess, of, of celebrity. Yeah. And what that looks like. And that side of celebrity that most celebrities before their celebrities don't realize that there's a downside to, to, to being famous. And I like when he says, 
you know, Stallone was going after critics and throwing mail around the house because that's Apollo throwing the mail when he's right. on the top of the stairs, the hate mail. He's all of it was reflecting in his real life. It made me appreciate Rocky two more. Right. Cause that's to, honestly, that's my least favorite Rocky film. Well, maybe five, but two's, I mean, I, and I still yeah. like to a lot, but it's my least favorite, but it kind of made me, gave me a greater appreciation for it, but it's just still, Outside of that, I didn't really learn anything new. I didn't, and that didn't come out of his mouth. It didn't. Also, where the fuck was Carl Weathers? And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and and, and Dolph and, Lundgren. And Dolph Lundgren. And yeah. and why why didn't he show anything about Creed? I mean, he was nominated for an Oscar, right, for Best Supporting right. Actor. Right. And won. Uh, he won an award. What, what what was it? Something for the first Creed for like Best Supporting Actor. And his performances were beautiful. Do you think it's because he's bitter about the franchise and, and everything that's going? It's just so strange. I guess maybe because he didn't write and direct those. I don't know, but still, it I just mean, seemed... it's about the legacy of that character kind of being brought into a new era of you know of nostalgia, a new era of filmmaking. You know that that um, you know Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. You know this this generation's underdog are taking the thing that he created and, and continuing it on in, the, in their way. Maybe he's bitter about it. Ma- I don't you know. know. I mean, he battles cancer and it's a beautiful performance. Yeah. Man. God, it's great. Um, And I, and I liked the Rocky Balboa stuff, but, but, you know, he talked about his son. He didn't. And, and I understand that it's painful and I, and far be it for me to judge anybody about the loss of a child. That's something I, I have. I hope I never have to go through mm-hmm. um, or any of us do for that matter. Um, but I just feel like if you're going to go there, then go there. Yeah. Talk about it. I mean, we I knew more about Schwarzenegger's, uh, I don't want to call him an illegitimate son because that's a human being, but you know, the one he had from the, uh, the affair. Right, right, right. Uh, you more about that than I did Sage Stallone, who was uh, his co-star in Rocky five and then passed away. His only uh, that, son. His only son. How did that impact him? Like, right, well, right. I mean, obviously, it's not been easy what, on him. But. but he didn't even talk about any of his kids. He didn't talk about what it like. There, there was nothing. There was nothing more to it than just that. Like he talked about, you know, writing and having these moments with his son and, and Rocky. But, but, and and obviously, they just quickly flash up like Sage Stallone born. Yeah, such yeah, yeah. They died such and such date, and nothing more about you know the relationship he has with his daughters and 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 he being t- a family man. Like they don't he, he doesn't really get into that. There's no, nothing personal about it. He it was did always t- through the lens he, of filmmaking, right? Because he's he neglected so much of their life because of filmmaking. Um, right. th- I think it was a little bit more than that. that you might be giving it credit for that I caught the second time where he talks about his daughters. It's not, believe me, it's not enough, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's there. He, he does get into it a little bit, but, but not that much. I mean, it's almost like he's very guarded with that and that's fine. He's a, just because the, he's a public figure doesn't mean we got to own it. But if you're going to do a documentary about your life, dude, man, the whole thing felt guarded. You, it's the like, whole thing felt yeah, guarded. It, it, I mean, like great example here. So at the beginning of the beginning of the, of the documentary, you know, you're treated with this, like this. And um, he says this thing about, I feel like I need to start over again. I need to, I need to move. And I'm, you know, that's why I'm packing up all my things and, and I'm, I'm, I'm headed out. I'm leaving. Why? Why? And where? Why? And where? We, we, we don't, we, no one gets the answer for that. Right. So, like, yeah, I, I, did, I did some sleuthing. 
Yeah. On the back end. And finally he moved to Philly of all places. But like, you know, like you don't really understand what's happening there. Then, you know, he's like, oh, he's walking down the streets of New York and somebody's, you know, walking. Oh, oh, you live here. Oh, you know, I I live in the, on the neighborhood. Yeah, I grew up in this building over here. That felt staged. That felt so weird to me. I'm like, dude, are you going to walk into the like show us how small that apartment was? Like bring it to life again. Contrasting this from the Arnold piece, you go to Arnold's childhood home and see the room that he lived in, the right. places that he grew up around that, that village the village and yep. then they bring you back there was it was great storytelling because you, they take they start you there and they end you there at the end of the docuseries because they're turning his childhood home into a museum and that's just it he's stallone is a very good storyteller yeah he's, he's a good writer and and he's a damn fine filmmaker and i just felt man we just didn't i there, there's some cool stuff i did like I liked at the very end, so let's do, I'll say something positive about it here, because uh, there was good shit in it. There's no doubt about it. I like at the very end where he talks about that last Rambo and how he had him on the in the rocking chair, but then right. he realizes the shot zoomed out, the chair wasn't moving. So he had the CGI. Yeah, he had the CGI. He goes, "Look, I'm you know, I like I like happy endings. Sue me." And he walks off, and it ends that way. Mm-hmm. I thought that was clever. I liked that. That was that was good. And and there was again, there was some good stuff. Uh, Getting to like where he was uh, injured on set, especially for the Expendables. Yeah, but I would like to have even more of that. I mean, he got rattled in Rocky Four. Lundgren fucked him up really badly at one point, right. and we didn't even get into that. He, I don't know. I mean, he didn't even get into like because the other thing that they said was that like Rocky was a genre defining film for sports, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't really talk about what it took. To bring that to life, the choreography, the, the the hurt, the pain that came with actually getting punched and actually selling all of that stuff. Right. And making sure that it was a fundamental part of every, you know, part of the series. Right, right. We didn't talk, he didn't talk about any of those things. None of those things. He, he you know, and and look, like the whole the whole documentary is done through the series through, through the lens of his three franchises which i will tell you when i found out when um like when this movie was was screened or this documentary was screened it was time to the expendables uh four movie it's like a week before i'm like this is just a marketing push but like i wouldn't consider the expendables to be like one of the all-time favorite franchises of you know of cinema no um, I'm sure there's folks that are probably listening like, dude, it's amazing. What are you talking about? But like, I, I'm like, it's a bunch of broken dudes like trying to show it's, it's, it, does, it doesn't have the um, the cultural impact that Rocky. No, no, no. But, but you know, he talks he talked so much about Rambo and 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 um, how he wanted to portray the character. But he didn't talk about how he evolved those characters over time. Like, Correct. And even falling on the sword for like you know the the dumb jock that balboa is to then becoming this uber sophisticated person in in rocky four to then going back to being this dummy you know what i mean like there was nothing you didn't really get into any of the meat you know and i was just like oh dude we're okay so we're just having some appetizers today okay i get what you're saying um, yeah sure 
That's a good way to put it. Anyways. Yeah, it, it just, it all felt like that. You know, the, the, you know, a couple of cool things I did learn. I like this, the, and I think maybe I knew this and forgot I knew it, but I like the ice skating scene with he and Adrian. I remember hearing about that too. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, like yeah. all the, they, they ran later, ran out of money. And so they had to cut all the extras. And so he had to kind of rewrite it. And it was one of those moments in cinema that it was a gift. Cause you know, that's, he an, paid, that's an amazing scene. Yeah. He, he pays the guy to get in to skate with her for a few minutes and like, imagine that scene having extras and stuff it just man it would have changed could have changed the course of the yeah. entire film i mean yeah. that's a great scene i love i love stuff like that i just wanted more of it so overall it was you know it was good it just wasn't great and i will say that and I, I did like it better the second time I, I would encourage you to watch it again i may watch it one more time i don't have time to give like that but sure but uh <laughs> but but I'll, I'll i'll say that i don't understand why there wasn't more cast members it was great to see tally shy she looked she looked great too um, but I just swear, I mean, you know, I would have loved to have seen Burt Young because obviously he passed away before, yeah. before that came out. And, um, and yeah, and, I mean, I, that like some I, kind of, some kind of, some kind of tribute to him or something. Just, I mean, the yeah. guy just died. He worked I, with so many different people. I mean, Arnold is on there, right. Then he's talking about the era of, you know, the action stars and nobody, nobody runs, uh, you know, three franchises like him. He's amazing. You know, the epitome of working out. Um, great. Like, dude, why are you a shell of yourself in this man's documentary when you gave such like conjecture and 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 depth in your own series? I just didn't understand that. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, like, all right, bro, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Well, and RIP, RIP, Burt Young, dude. Yeah. What, a, what what an incredible character that Polly was. And if you go back, the, the 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 only film that he's he doesn't work in for me, at least for the for, for the first part of it, is Rocky Two. I think part of it is so jarring that it picks up right after the first one, and the, he's like fifty pounds lighter. It was yeah. always weird. It was always weird. But you know, also that uh, the end of that film, it, this wasn't touched upon in the documentary, but Talia Shire had was supposed to be at the fight. Adrian was supposed to be there, mm. and she had a major conflict in, in shooting with something else, maybe a Godfather film or something. Probably I don't know. Would it would that have been about the same time, nineteen seventy nine? Godfather two, Godfather two. I yeah, so. I, I guess that's probably what it was. So she couldn't be there. So he had to write her out and write her in somehow. And so she's at the apartment watching it on TV with Polly again. Yeah. Imagine that not being in the film. It's great stuff. So yeah. he's got great moments in that. But aside from that film, I mean, dude, he's the best thing about Rocky Five. I mean, he's hilarious yeah. in that movie, dude. He's hilarious in Rocky Four, dude. He's not the director's cut. Not the director's cut. Ah, not the director's himself. cut. Oh, oh. Not the director's cut. Yeah. Oh, oh. Or you know, she loves yeah. me. Take off the fucking robot. But um, but in Rocky Five, he's like, he's like, yo, yo, yo. And the kids are like, I think it's supposed to be ho, ho, ho. It's like, what's the freaking difference? They're like, hey, look, we got an eighty-proof Santa. You know, <laughs> all that stuff. That stuff was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. man, man, is he good in Rocky Balboa, dude? Yeah. I mean, he has to carry the legacy of his sister and uh, and his his relationship with Rocky. Uh, so, yeah. God, he was yeah. what he, you know, Stallone really got lucky. I mean, to get Carl Weathers so perfectly I mean, cast. Yeah, they're great. Every, 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 everybody, everybody, everybody. Even when he cast, uh, what's his name? Uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Oh, dude, that, that's you incredible. Know? That dude's an incredible actor. Yeah. Um, and Sage was still alive when they filmed Rocky Balboa. So he made a yeah. decision not to use him again. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, choice of the sun may may not, you know, 
I doubt right. I don't want to do this. I want to do my own thing. I don't want to be kind of casual. Sure. Yeah. I don't. We, we we don't know. That's another. That's another of weird course. thing. At the top mm-hmm. of Rocky Five, it's right after Rocky Four, and all of a sudden there's a different house everybody's living in. Yeah. But, uh, but um, well, somebody else that passed away too to jump around a little bit here is Richard Mall. And uh, he played Bull on Night Court, and mm-hmm. I just I grew up with that show. That that relaunch thing they did this year was really bad. But <laughs> but there was a time where that show was so zany and so off color and so ridiculously cheesy and tongue in cheek and satirical and everything. I loved night court and he was bull, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, you know, yeah. 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 Um, and he had such a sweet demeanor about him, especially with his bailiffs, especially with the old ladies. <laughs> Remember they kept, they kept casting old ladies as his, as a sidekicks and they kept dying. So that's yeah. I guess. They cast Marsha Warfield finally. He's a good, uh, he's a good yeah. Who now she's an, an old lady. That's because you and I are getting old. But that that sucked. But anyway, okay. So we'll wrap up this conversation here or this topic. Uh, I would say I'll give it a. I don't know, man. I'll give it a B minus. Yeah, it'd have been like a C plus for me. Yeah, well, and I would have. It was it was a C plus where I watched it again. I bumped it up one notch. Mm. Just because the stuff that I liked jumped out a little more because I already knew this is disappointing. Right. So just kind of enjoy the good stuff. And so I did. And that's how I came with the B plus. Um, okay. Let's shift gears here to one of our favorite topics, how you and I became friends yes, on, sir. On, on the Twitter, uh, star Wars. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with star Wars right now, obviously. And, uh, Dave Filoni is now in charge of, of the creative output, so to speak of, uh, of star Wars, which yeah. I think is great. I mean, who who can who can complain about that? I mean, it's about as pure as it gets. He is uh, he's truly a protege of Lucas. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's like he just carries the flag, and he he he's so passionate about the franchise, and he's so protective of it. I, I, I'm feeling better. Like I love the sequel trilogy. I know that we 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 have difference of opinion on the Rise of Skywalker, and that's fine. But let's both. But we both know that Daisy Ridley was so freaking wonderful as Ray. But even as someone that loves those films, I have been I'm excited that she's coming back. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, why? Like, what is this? Yeah, I I, and look, you and I have had many, many offline conversations around, you know, how how generational Star Wars needs to be. Right. And and um, in using some of these actors and these roles as, you know, the connective tissue from one generation to the next. And while we may ultimately despise whatever film she creates with you know dave filoni who who again in my mind can do no wrong well that's what i'm um, saying i felt better about it now yeah, yeah yeah if we ultimately don't like it a whole generation of new star wars lovers are going to fall in love with you know daisy ridley and that that's going to be their luke skywalker if you will correct uh, so you know if all all good we'll see we'll see what what it is but yeah i mean i, I share your sentiment um with Filoni, you know, being chief uh, creative officer for all things Star Wars. And I mean, I think, you know, if you contrast what what happened um, or what had happened with Marvel and, and sort of Kevin Feige being like that person. Yeah, Star Wars definitely needed it. You know, if you think about the the, the construction of the sequel trilogy, there was no through line um, in terms of a con- content or creative creative person that uh, that could have connected the dots. And so every writer decided to do something different with the character with the films and the characters that were they were ultimately handed um 
you know, Dave Filoni being an absolute lover and 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 gate gatekeeper, if you will, or um, uh, truther for Star Wars, will continue to push um, push it in the way that I think fans are expecting it to be, right? And feeling very true to um, the multi generational sort of faces that it has. You know, everything that he was able to do in the Ahsoka um, uh, series from bringing these you know, animated characters to life, make you connect with them, like them, all of that stuff. Like that's not an easy thing to do. No, um, to and- make a circle work, man. I, cause he, you, you had to, you had to make people love that, that, that wasn't into non-live action. This is yeah. I mean, that's, that's not easy. I knew no. people that started watching Ahsoka who had no clue who half those people were Yeah, and they fell in love with it. And they yeah. went went back and were like, I got I got I've got to watch some of this rebel stuff. And I mean, hell, even myself, I just educated myself on it and watched enough to kind of to know what the hell was going on. But I didn't, I wasn't really into that shit either. I'm still not. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not. Star Wars is live action to me, and I I enjoy a lot of the stuff that a lot of the content that's not. I do. I just there's you know what it is. I think there's so much stuff that we love. You know, DC. Um, I, you know, I love good dramas. I love just, I love just movies, mm-hmm. um, just, but all these different properties also that I, you know, there's so much time to invest in star Wars as it is for me. It's like, yeah. I don't have more time to invest in star Wars. Like I can't get into the books, not really, yeah, or the books or the, uh, I, I did read a couple of books back in the day that weren't, they're were no longer Canon. I don't even remember them. Honestly, I really just don't even remember them. It's almost <laughs> like I didn't read them. But I did cover to cover and just it's been so many years. I, I don't even remember. I, I bet I would if I picked it back up and started going through the two I read. I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. And then this happens. But they're bringing a lot of that stuff back, actually. Well, they're uh, tying refre- refreshing it. They're tying a bunch of stuff in. Um, so I'm excited for Star Wars. I, and, and, you know, largely I've liked everything that that Disney has. Well, that Lucasfilm has done since Disney bought it. I, right. I just want to call it Lucasfilm. Solo is really the only thing that was that was a miss for me. Uh, Boba Fett, I think it was underappreciated, but it's still not quality like Mandalorian or Andor. Um, but uh, what about you, McGregor, dude? You think we're going to see him again? I sent you that video that that Ryan uh, that Aries did for Screen Crush, and I watched it. It was an interesting tie-in of ways that you know Obi Wan could come back. But I mean, I didn't need to watch that video to I, think of creative ways. Maybe as a Force ghost, you know, I, maybe. But I, you know, otherwise I don't want to see uh, season two of Obi Wan. Well, I don't think we'll get that. I think that he'll be in something else. Yeah, I mean, as a as a Force ghost, or maybe even as, uh, you know, there, there's there's a couple of things that they could do, right? Like there's still that time between, um, you know, the Revenge of the Sith and and um, and a New Hope, where you know the Rebel Alliance is up and coming and, and, and all of that good stuff, you know, could, could he cross paths with Cassian Andor potentially? Yeah. You know, as, as, Ca- as Cassian is in a meeting with, um, you know, what's, what's his name? Uh, Bail Organa. And, uh, you know, they somehow cross paths. I mean, maybe. Well, you he's, know, re- I, he's referenced in Rogue One. Yeah. So, you know, he told, who, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Who Bail Organa? Organa? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. no, Obi-Wan is. Uh, I is he? Yeah, he's talking to um, 
Who's he talking to? Bill Organa, Organa, Bell. Oh, he's talking Organa. to my Mothma. That's right. Right That's after right. their little and meeting. They're talking about like getting, you know, yeah, I remember that. Is that I got a friend. I got a yeah, Jedi. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah well, no, he's got a friend, but, but, and then you assume people, I think people assume that it was, oh, it was Obi-Wan Kenobi and ends up being Leia. <laughs> um, no, he's talking about, he's talking about Obi-Wan because I can't remember the exact dialogue, but I, it's, it's clearly him. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Uh, in my head, it is so there. I think I think the one thing that that you know, look, I, I'm with you. I I really enjoy what uh, Lucasfilm under Disney has been doing with Star Wars. You know, I am a consumer of multiple mediums, right? So like, I play the video games and uh, I I keep up with some of the books and all of that good stuff. Um, I I guess the thing that does start to bother me though, if there's anything at all, and and it kind of goes back to this idea that I've talked about at length about this. We're kind of stuck in this time period thing, like this era so um, within star Wars is that the allure of Luke Skywalker of being this Jedi character, this unknown thing, this entity, right? This sort of myth becomes slightly diminished in my mind when you have other force users and lightsaber wielders popping up in every episode or every show that starts to like knock it. And I'm not saying I don't want it and I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm just saying that that mythology around Luke Skywalker and the return of the Jedi and you know, all of that stuff, like, that starts to just get a little watered down, but again, it's it's perspective. It's well, I mean, you know, only through the, the stories have only been done through the lens of the Skywalkers. So, well, even in the Force Awakens, you know, Ray and and her uh, her little yeah, like, you, posse. You fought with Luke Skywalker. He's I he was real. A, I thought he was a myth. He's like, yeah. He, I mean, he was just doing his shit like twenty years earlier, right? I mean, yeah. if that. But I think obviously we're in good hands. Um, they keep putting good content up. I really don't care with the timeline. I don't care how much they put out. As long as it's consistently good, then I'm yeah. here for it. Um, okay, let's shift gears a little bit here. Uh, let's talk a little Batman. So uh, I'm excited, obviously, for the Batman 2, uh, whatever they're going to end up calling this thing. I, mm. I will say that the Batman as a film has not – it's not – it's not really aging well for me. Like it's weird because there's so much about it. I love dude. Yeah. There's, there's scenes in that movie. I'm going, I can't believe this is in live action, that mm. this is just incredible. But as a movie, it's kind of a chore to get through for me. It's, so. Well, I mean, I think that was the problem from the beginning. It was conflated films, like three hours, three hours and change long. It's, it's kind of too, too long. long. It's too long. And the third act really is a kind of a drag, but, but I still, but I, I, but I like it enough because there's so much really great shit in it that I'm, I'm almost more excited for where it goes than I am that movie. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a good springboard, and I, and I'm glad that we have it. Um, I don't think it's something I'm going to be rewatching 20 years from now necessarily, but I do think I'm confident that I am going to be rewatching the what comes after it, right? Mm. And I'm super excited for this Penguin uh, spinoff that they just started filming again because the strike is over. I mean, yeah. dude, I love that portrayal by, um, I cannot get Christian bell out of my head. What is the actor's mm-hmm. name? He's Irish. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Thank you. So dude's a legit actor. I mean, there's yeah, a- I mean, he brings, he brings the stuff. I mean, he's a stud. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's, he's the real deal. And, um, 
yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm stoked for the sequel. Uh, I'm still bummed about all the stuff with Keaton. I mean, I even I still have the Flash thing here, by uh, the way. Um, but I don't think we're gonna see him again. Nice. But there's there's a lot of man. This whole DC thing is just a trip, though, bro. I don't, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of over it. I mean, I'm excited, I'm struggling, man, dude. I am too. I'm not even excited for Superman Legacy. I, I'm just, I'm just like, ugh. it's too early. It's too early to it, tell. It just, it's, and, I, no, no, absolutely. And once it comes out and the trailers up and we yeah, see, we'll see uh, how, yeah, it, of how it goes. But like the brand is underwater and tainted in the worst way. And and it, it you know just, it. And it's funny. We've I've had a lot of offline discussions. You know, our our podcast um has a. Uh, has like a group chat and you know it the past couple of weeks we've been like dumping a lot on marvel which is like very rare because i think people were like you guys are marvel apologists blah blah of course aaron you love all things related to marvel blah 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 and that that's not real um but you know we've been taking a very hard look at how these films recently have been have been performing and i'm coming to the sense of like the comic book movie franchise that era of films has been oversaturated and what's happened in the past two years is that it's been saturated by not very good storytelling and this rush to kind of just push content out because we've seen it on disney plus like with all of the marvel shows that were happening there dc went like balls deep with adam shazam blue beetle all of these things that are happening that like didn't do a very good job at telling good stories and at the flash another great example and now we're kind of coming at all of at the end of it where they're about to restart everything on the dc side of things and i'm like you probably should have given yourself like a two-year hiatus to like cleanse the palette because they're jumping right in i mean aquaman drops in a couple of weeks do you think i give a shit about what's happening with aquaman i don't care i'm not gonna go see it I'll go see it probably. I'll probably take my girl. Probably for your it. show. Yeah, just to go see it. But it's I am I'm more excited for the Iron Claw, which I had a press screening for that last week, by the way, and I wasn't able to go. The Von yeah. Eric wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 As like you know, I'm from Dallas, and so like that was a big deal when I was growing up. When you yeah. see Dallas Sportatorium, and I used to have Von Eric posters, and I mean I'm anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean I. I but, but going back to but going back to Aquaman, I I'll go see it, but I will tell you, it. it it feels this all just feels so gross. I don't know, man. It's I, we're all we're all feeling it. I mean, we're all I, feeling I, it. Everyone is feeling it. I, I I really do. I think I think we're all our tastes have changed. The desire to go to the movies has changed dramatically since since the pandemic. We got a taste of you know VOD and and kind of taking content from the couch and you know, the movie experience necessarily hasn't changed. So it really sucks if you go to see a movie that you think you're going to like, and you're not treated to the thing that you're expecting to get because you're pen you're spending a shit ton of money to go to the movies. Now, you know, every, yeah. every theater, every, every uh, theater chain is, is upselling premium seats. Like it's, it's, it's becoming overly gimmicked. And, and so is, and so frankly, so is the, the, the comic book movie franchise, like genre, it's becoming, overly gimmicked well jody they, jody foster says she's glad it's almost over i mean i mean, I, 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 I don't I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true um because you know look superman superman meeting uh superman uh with chris reeves in the 70s and here we are you know 40 40 and a half years later and we're still watching these things um 
they have to evolve. And I think that's what we're feeling. I think there's an evolution that needs to happen in, in those films specifically and just the way that they're telling the stories. But it's also just the way that we're consuming content. I think that is also something that needs to evolve. The 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 reason why those those comic book movies have been like tremendous is because they were event films, right? They were huge moments in time. You know, even even the Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix was a very very different kind of film. It was a kind of very dark take on on a classic character that I don't think I think people weren't expecting. And when they heard about how good it was, they all turned out to go check it out. Um, I, I don't, I can't quite put my finger on what the big deal was with the first Aquaman, but I do not think that it's going to make anywhere near the amount of money that it did. Uh, I don't, I don't think it will either. Ago. I mean, we, you know, I, you, who knows? Maybe it does $2 billion. I don't know. I just, I, I don't, don't I, so. I don't see it, <clears throat> but Joker is a good example. I'm more excited about the sequel than the film. I, the film, <clears throat> the original film, yeah, this is not good in the middle of the podcast. Something in my throat here, but um, but Joker in a lot of ways is like the Batman to me. I'm I'm more excited about what's coming as a result of those films than I am at the actual those films themselves. And I'll tell you, this all this conversation makes me appreciate Matt Reeves and the Batman even more because yeah. that content that's coming is in a it's in a vacuum. And, and it's, I, I want to have a shelf life. I want it to stay there. Like, just give me, give us a really badass trilogy. Tell your story, have this cool spinoff and, and don't cross it over ever with anything. No, no magic, no Superman, no, no nothing. So, uh, but at least Zack Snyder said yesterday and the Hollywood reporter that he would come back and do the dark Knight returns and that, he could save DC. I'm only bringing that up to troll you, by the way. I you didn't want... can't stand Zack Snyder, man. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm not. I'm not real crazy about it either. You know what's funny? Like his, his filmmaking aside, I think just the way he conducts himself. Oh, it's out there like, in the wild is is just deplorable sometimes. Yeah, um, he he sort of uh, and and I like Snyder's a lot of his stuff. I do, but man, he 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 the worst the worst part of fandom was was a lot of it was from under his uh, it, was in, it was inspired by his lack of saying uh, yeah and it just he, he just sort of reinforced it or yeah. enabled it a little bit maybe but I'll, i will say that it was kind of funny ryan haas our, our good friend ryan put up a great tweet about how why would we need that anyway there's a great animated film to the dark knight returns right. and he that, attempted it with bvs and then he attempted it with bvs you know, kind of a funny moment is I was sitting there and I'll, all I could think about was BBS and Doomsday. And I put up a tweet from friends from work. I was like, because there's this ongoing joke between you know, years ago, I guess I said that Doomsday looked cool in a trailer. And then, and then I and then I did a 180. I, I can't deny it because there's apparently 25,000 witnesses to me saying right, that. Right. And it's on a podcast somewhere. So I just said something like maybe he'll make maybe Rick Shue will like Doomsday. He's like, yeah, have you ever read it? And I'm like, huh? And I'm, I'm, I'm on a morning walk. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, I, I, it's not Death of Superman. I'm, I'm conflating. But but to be fair, in, in that sense, it was, it was kind of a funny moment. I had to delete the tweet before I got dogpiled. But I, I will. I, it was kind of a, a moment where I said, you know, BVS was ambitious. And he did take some cool stuff from different books and some themes from other you know what i'm saying so there, there was some mm -hmm. good stuff in it it just the film didn't land for me but um 
but enough of him. I just was bringing that up more as a troll, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll move on from Zack Snyder. Um, and I just dropped my phone, so my notes are gone. So you still have the notes I text you for the show because it's down there. I can't take it. Up. Yeah, I've got it there. <laughs> What's I have no, I, have no I, 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 I gotta wrap up here soon anyway, but what was yeah. our last what was our last um, little topic? No, I mean you 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 kind of hit everything on here. I think the one thing that you had mentioned was Frasier, which I know nothing about. Well, being that I'm a huge Cheers fan and uh, and I did love Frasier, it was a, a remarkable spinoff. I have been watching the new Frasier, and it's just okay. It's not bad. It's just okay. And Lilith was on recently, BB Newirth, who's fantastic. But you know, she's been twenty years since she's done the the part, at least fifteen, maybe. And it was weird. It's, it's, it's re- weird. It's really hard to jump back in the saddle. It, gosh, with man! Audiences when you when you haven't done something for a yeah, long and you, time. Yeah, you you could tell because she plays that character so so easily, so seamless. But I felt like she was struggling a little bit. Yeah, because she's probably trying to find her again. You know, um, yeah. but it's it's okay. I will tell you this real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap up. You know, I watched Breaking Bad for the first time ever. <laughs> Jen and I did. Amazing and, show. Oh my god, dude! It is as it's it's one of those rare things in TV where the hype was not just not just warranted. I thought it was even better than the hype. Yeah, like it's that fucking good. It's my favorite show. Ever. It is freaking flawless. Yeah. I do not like Better Call Saul. I don't. Like I it. We, t- we talked about this. I remember we had I, a, a phone I conversation about that. I know. I dude. I. I, I told you, you got to get this. You got to get, got to get out of season one. I, I did, and you still I, don't like it. I don't. I, I literally don't like it. I don't like the the style of it. I think mm. it's. I think it feels. It's got this weird, almost like heightened tongue in cheek reality to it. It it almost feels like a parallel, uh, or like an alternative <laughs> universe. Multiverse. Yeah, it doesn't feel. And 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 the and the actors are. I I don't need. A, a backstory on Mike. I don't need it. I just don't. I don't oh, need it. Man. I, uh, you know, and, and it's some good. Of the, that's so good, man. The storytelling. Some, 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 some of the stuff with Mike is good, but I, but it also, I don't know, man. I you know, don't, you know, Gus, Gus Fring pops back up, right? Like it's his, about his rise to power and his, of course, his war against the Salamacas. Of course. And, it, and none of that stuff is working for me. He's back at his chicken place. He's walking around. I go, he looks like he's aged. I mean, you can tell that he's older, and that's that's yeah. a little distracting. Yeah, I just don't like it. I, I like I literally don't like that no, show. I, I love that show. And I just it's so disappointing for me. I'm I'm kind of done. I fast forwarded, just went to the last season and just watched the last couple of episodes, by the way, just to <laughs> kind of just be done with it. My God. I know it just it didn't work for me at all. Um, so I don't care about Better Call Saul, but I don't it doesn't take away. No, it doesn't. It does not at all. No, Breaking Bad is Breaking Bad incredible stuff, man. And I liked El Camino. I thought it was a good Jesse story. Uh, That that film has some of the same problems that Better Call Saul has for me, though. Is that what's the actor's name? He's in this. No, no, not Aaron. Aaron looks fine. The the weird. He's like his uncle's the Nazi in, in Breaking Bad. And he, oh, Paul, uh, uh, he's in the new he, Scorsese he, film. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, he's a weird looking guy. Yeah, um, but dude, he's aged like 20 years and it's like the next day. Yeah. And they didn't do anything to de-age him at all. They even changed his hair color. Like his hair is all of a sudden like brown, not even blonde anymore. Yeah. So that's distracting. But dude, Breaking Bad is just like, I keep going back and just watching clips on YouTube. And I'm like, I, I'm going to sit down and watch the whole series again. It's fucking awesome. That, that is a, um, 
Breaking Bad was such a such a good show, and it's very it is very very dark that it leaves marks on your soul. And so I had to like take a couple of breathers after you know after certain episodes where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just saw that and or that happened or you know I was like that that moment where uh, and spoilers if you haven't seen it, you, I don't know why you haven't, but when he lets Jane die, I had mm. to take a little, I had to take a little break Woo! from that uh, from he that knows- show. He knows that if he lets her live, they're just he's going to die. They're going to OD or something together. Jesse's going to die. And he had to, he had to protect his interest. And but he is, he is one of the most lovable, hateable characters ever, ever written. When people were telling me you're going to, you're going to, you're going to hate him, hate him. I'm like, I loved him to the very end. And I, and I might need to see a therapist about it. <laughs> even after he poisoned, even after he poisoned the, the 10 year old boy, I'm like, yeah, but he knew that he wasn't going to kill him. He gave him just enough to, but you know, I'm like, I'm justifying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what, what is Walter White done to me? He's got me, turned me to a cult. Oh father. man. All right, buddy, I hated most was Skylar. I couldn't, uh, she's i watched the scene today where she shows them the money and she says how big of a pile do you need he, and i think i think yeah. in that scene too by the way is when he realizes that he can't stop and at the very end of the show when he tells her you know i did this and she said do not tell me one more time that you did this for our family yeah and he said i did it for me because i like yeah it. he's a selfish son of a bitch that's right and th- i think that scene where she shows him all that cash and that storage. oh man i was I, 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 I think i think that's the beginning of when he realized that he's not doing it for his family anymore yeah but anyway all right buddy let's wrap this up great chat i know we just covered a lot of stuff but uh but it was nice talking to you and we just got this podcast fired back up because because me brian and courtney are actors we and and to be fair courtney really was the one that led the charge on this we got to, we really followed SAG's strict rules about podcasting. I did one with Bob and Freak about uh, our favorite live action Joker, which probably even shouldn't have done that one. And then I did something about food, which had nothing to do with movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to still, I've got another episode of my food uh, spinoff thing, uh, support local restaurants coming pretty soon, too, by the way. Uh, Albin, Chef Albin Basiri, I'll be interviewing him. But, um, but it feels good to be back. It just feels good to talk to you. We haven't done this in a while. And like I said, me, Bob, and Freak Base will be uh, doing a show real soon. And um, Eric Holzman was going to maybe join us, but I guess he he flaked on us, whatever. To be fair, he never actually said he was 100%. He, he was just going to try. All right. You can find, you, I, I want you to tell us where we can find you, and then I'll close it out and let's get that. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's kind of hard. Uh, you can find us on X or former Twitter or whatever on, at the uh, Fanboy Garage. Still have a Instagram page uh, at the Fanboy Garage, or you can get at me um, on Instagram um, at Allure of 25. There you go. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. It's just really personal stuff. It's just family pictures mainly and stuff it's like that. Funny. Social I, media is just I, high school know. friends on, on, on Twitter. I'm at Dick shoes on my personal. And then we're at friends from work pod. Follow us everywhere. Subscribe, leave us reviews. We really want to grow the show. We appreciate you guys very much on behalf of Courtney and Brian. This is Rick shoe friends from work. Let's chat. We'll see you next time. Out of-